Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello, friends. How are you doing? So good to see you again. Once again, a listener, Chelsea, has a really great topic for a podcast. So thank you, Chelsea. And anybody else that has ideas, requests, suggestions, questions, comments, whatever, you can get me at Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. You know what? Also, I created a meditation, a guided meditation to help you make conscious connection with your guardian angel. If you don't have that yet, um, I made it available in our private Facebook group, but you can email me and I will be glad to send you that link. I would love to do that. We put some music to it and um, I'd like to know what you think about that as well. So email me, majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. Okay, back to Chelsea. Chelsea's saying, you know, so what happens if you're adopted? Who's your soul pod? Is it your birth parents or is it your adopted parents? Wow, what a great question. You know, that makes me think, too, we can extend that to even extended family and friends. So let's tackle that first part first. All right, this is what I understand from conversations that have been shared with me through the spirits. And then I just, my experiences and put it all together, like most of what I share with you. When a soul is coming down into, onto the earth, sometimes that soul is going to come for like a long lifetime, sometimes a short lifetime, and sometimes an incredibly short lifetime. All they need to experience or want to experience in this adventure is simply being in utero. They don't necessarily need to be born And I hope that's some consolation if you've had a miscarriage or a stillbirth. Please don't think it's something that you did. Sometimes that's all that soul needs to experience. That could be part of your soul team, and you planned it out in advance that you were going to have that experience of losing a baby, and that soul stepped up and said, you know what, that's really all I need to experience, so this works. This is mutually beneficial. The same could apply to an infant or a a young child, they may be only needed to experience whatever they could experience in that short period of time. And the best, absolute, wonderful, loving example that I have of that is when an infant had crossed over and he came back and showed me what he needed to experience. And it was all about the love he received from being in the uterus. It was absolutely beautiful and amazing. Like this rush of love and endorphins and pure, just really great joy. That's what that little soul came here to experience. I could hear the mother's heartbeat. I could hear the mother singing to the baby. What a gift that that mother gave that little soul, that she could love him so completely and unconditionally and perfectly in that short period of time that that soul experienced everything they agreed in that period of time and could move on to his next experiences, his next journey in the soul's experience. And at the same time, mom had a contract too. 
it was not the pleasant side of it by any means because she had to experience the agony of losing a child. But when we look at all of this in the greater plan, it's so beautifully woven together. All right, so what if you were adopted? Let's say your soul said, okay, it's time for me to go down there. Maybe this other soul said, you know, I want to be a mom, maybe young, maybe financially not stable or at a time in my life that just I know I can't provide for a baby the way I would want to. And I want to experience all of the, oh gosh, can you believe anybody would want to experience the agony that goes with that, that decision. Yet that's part of the human experience for some people. So You and that person agreed to fulfill your experience together. And then maybe part of your soul group is this other couple who have been trying and trying and trying to conceive and they can't. But that was an experience when they were disincarnate that they said they wanted to experience together. Maybe the issues that came along, maybe that was a struggle in their marriage. Maybe ultimately it brought them closer together. Just think of every thought and emotion that goes into all of these experiences. There's value in every single one of them. So these people wanted to not be able to conceive but have that experience and yet have the joy of being gifted a beautiful baby by someone who could carry the baby to term, but then not provide for it. So both of those sets of parents could be in your soul pod, or maybe just the parents that raised you. I'm just speculating that if the person that birthed you is in your soul pod, that probably later on you're going to have an experience with them in this lifetime. You might meet back up. But that's not a guarantee. I mean, you know, there's just so many possibilities. Again, thinking outside the box, I think there's so, so many possibilities. Is it possible that both the biological parents and the adoptive parents are in your soul pod? Of course it's possible. Everything's possible. I hear this and I've seen really cool little signs written up that talk about you can't choose your family, but you choose your friends. Well, yes and no, when you're looking at a soul's perspective, right? But I think I was so fortunate. When we're talking about soul pods, my biological parents divorced when I was very, very young. And one side of my family, I just never resonated with. We just weren't close. Yet I believe that my biological mother and brother were part of my soul pod, even though we certainly have issues in this lifetime. Well, amazingly, my dad married my stepmom. There is no doubt in my mind that my stepmom and my five step siblings are part of my soul pod. They are, as far as I'm concerned, just my siblings. There's no step involved. And my stepmom was an amazing woman who, in every aspect of the word mom, that's what she was for me. There was no step there either. So even though I wasn't birthed into that part of the family, I got there as fast as I could. (laughs) The point is every life experience has value and every life experience has its own lessons. And all of these lessons are based in love. That could also be the same with 
siblings, with friends. I mean, how many of you, gosh, I know I have, it's like sometime in your life you meet somebody and boom, you just connect on this amazing level that is unexplainable. And it doesn't have to be someone of that you're sexually attracted to. It can be a best friend, you know, you end up having coffee, but you've known each other forever. What a gift that is. And those people most likely are in your soul pod and you've agreed to get together in this lifetime. Maybe you didn't need to be family. Maybe you just were going to be friends because that's a very different relationship. You don't have to put up with each other's stuff (laughs) as much. So the long and the short of it is when we're disincarnate, we are pure love and make agreements to come down here, usually with our soul pod, but it can be that we can have other players for a while that are still helping us to learn our lessons. Because when you're nothing but love, you're willing to do whatever it takes to help someone out, right? I think a big takeaway is birth parents or adopted parents, step parents or biological parents. And that goes with all family, not just parents, I guess, right? But we all agree to come down here and play out these different scenarios with each other to help each other grow and learn. And as much as that is a challenge sometimes, and it's hard to get over and understand why we would choose that, and other people would too, when you put it in that perspective of the soul's journey, it's kind of hard to look at people and say anything other than thank you and I love you. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Namaste.